Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. Today's episode is going to be a little different than usual. Instead of reviewing one company, we're actually going to take a snapshot look backwards at the five companies that we've reviewed so far tonight. So that's how today's show is going to go. So let's get started. So before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit something that's going on in our lives. And as I reiterate all the time in podcasts is to be thankful for your family, your friends, and to try to be safe. My wife and I experienced a little bit of a hiccup, um, a little scary incident over the weekend. We unfortunately were the victims of a hit and run. Um, and as I've told you before, my wife's pregnant, so it was a little scary for us. Thankfully, everything came out okay. Wife's going to be fine. Baby's okay. But the moral of the story is don't take life for granted. Be safe. Um, take an extra minute if you think it might help before putting yourself in harm's way. There's maybe like one or two things that could have gone the other way that would have been helpful. But all in all, everybody's safe. Um, car's a little dinged up. We'll get that fixed. But again, just wanted to reiterate, be thankful for your friends, your family, and treasure those people. Welcome back to Episode 9. I'm Alan Churchwagon, your host. My show focuses identifying a long-term strategy in pursuit of growth and dividends to be better off financial, making life easier. I'm here to help walk you through that process in this journey with an effective and affordable way to invest. I put this podcast and my book together to help others just like you. If you have any questions or comments, uh, go ahead and send me an email into alex.richwagon at gmail.com, and that's a G-E-N on the end of Richwagon, or go ahead and visit my website at alexrichwagon.com. As I mentioned at the top of the show, today we're going to look back, um, we're going to do kind of a litmus test to see how do we, how do our investments stack up and stack rank them over the last couple months that we've been recording live here in episode nine. The five companies that we reviewed so far to date are uh, Physicians Realty Trust, which is the stock symbol is DOC. We're going to look at Honeywell, H-O-N, Tiffany's, which is T-I-F, Briggs & Stratton, B-G-G, and the Buckle Company, B-K-E. Most important thing is, is these companies we've reviewed stretch across multiple different products and services. So we're really going to keep opening up the landscape. And then after today's show, next week, we'll go back to a traditional format where we go to one company, we'll look at the three-step process, and make a recommendation. And then I'm thinking every five to ten um, stocks as we add more and more companies to the review, I'll go ahead and uh, take a pause like tonight and review and to see what we met, what we saw, what we missed, what we went wrong, and more importantly, what we got right so that we can double down on those bets. So let's get started. The first company out of the gate, and I'm going to talk about these from the least favorable investment to the best favorable investment and make sure that our thesis still holds up uh, with each company. So we're going to start with the least favorable recommendation that we had so far, which is the Buckle Company, which is BKE. So if I go into Google Finance and I bring up symbol BKE, I see that Buckle's trading at about 16 and a half, which when we first reviewed it, it was trading 
just over 17. I want to say 17 and a half, and it's about it's a down it's down about five to ten percent since we originally recommended it. Recommended against buying it for the red flags that we saw. There basically um just a quick recap. The Buckle Company is a retailer of casual footwear that has over 450 stores across the United States. They sell um, casual apparel, denims, uh, casual bottoms. They have a lot of brands, um, things you might know like Hurley, Billabong, uh, Miss Me, Big Star Vintage. So they're a retailer that sells clothes, denim, things like that. They offer services. But the biggest red flag that we saw is they don't really have a great two-step approach when it comes to big box versus e-commerce. And that's one of the main reasons why we looked at it as a stay-away investment. And the fact that their forward earning forecast was looking down. They have been shrinking sales square per, square per foot. So this one was our stay-away. And so far, it looks like um, we're on point with the recommendation. So that's the Buckle Inc. Again, BKE. It's trading below when we first saw it about a month or so ago. And the price-to-earnings ratio has dropped as well significantly. Now it's under 9 as price-to-earnings ratio, and they're experiencing uh, worse, worse sales. So that's the uh, least recommendation. So we did well on that um, as far as staying away from it. So that was number one as far as the least favorable investment. That was Buckle Inc. The next one that we want to review in the list um, going from worst to first is Briggs & Stratton which is a symbol as BGG. BGG, um, one of the things that we saw with Briggs & Stratton, which was only about a few weeks ago. I'm going to go ahead and punch this in. This is a company that has, I would say, it's very stable. They have a low beta, which means low risk to the company. The reason why we said stay away from it is it was kind of like, let's come back and see where it is in possibly like six months. It's, a, it's trading around the same ratio, same range as it was when we looked at it a few weeks back. Just looking back, and just as a quick recap, Briggs & Stratton is a uh, producer, uh, manufacturer of gasoline engines for outdoor equipment, such as lawn mowers, lawn and turf, turf care, power generators, and like pressure washers as well. And the one, one of the main reasons why it was a stay away or kind of let's, let's come back and look at it was they don't really have a true growth catalyst. And what do I mean by that? So a true growth catalyst is you've got your BAU, your business as usual, that is going on with the company. But what are you doing to attract new customers, get existing customers to buy more of your materials, replace old products, etc.? And one of the things that we came up with is, is they're really lacking on, I would call the Internet of Things, as far as the process of automation, connectivity, and machines talking to each other, and as well as communicating um, what's going on in the machines to owners or humans, for lack of a better term. And their mowers right now, like you think about it, if you've got a lawnmower, you really don't know unless you do oil chest, or excuse me, oil test, um, you're changing the oil constantly, you're checking on the maintenance schedule, to find out like what's going on and is this uh, is it going to last or is it going to break down the next time I want to try to use it. Those are the reasons why Internet of Things is such a big deal. If you knew if you, if you got a signal sent to you that says hey your lawnmower might break in the next um, hour that you use it, that could be pretty important. So you know exactly when to fix it. 
that would be important technology to understand. They're not doing that today. That could be a major component as far as a game changer. So they're just kind of treading along, business as usual. They're gonna, you're going to collect that dividend if you're investing in it. I personally would say leave it on the sidelines and come back and visit it at another time. So that was our second from the worst to first recommendations of Briggs & Stratton. The next one, which is our middle of the road, is uh, Tiffany's & Company. Tiffany's & Company's stock symbol is TIF. They are a jeweler and specialty retail company, but I also would kind of somewhat put them in the materials because obviously they are all about the, the diamonds and, uh, as women know, the little blue box. Tiffany's was, um, it's a little bit above Briggs & Stratton recommendation because they have, they have good health. Um, we listened to their conference call, and what I mean good health is They've got good ratios in place. They're not paying out too much dividends. They've got good cash flow. Their inventory turnover was a little bit of a concern. However, it's something that if you wanted to get involved with, I would say definitely scale into it. Um, scale in approach means I'm going to invest $5,000 over a 5, 10, 20-month period in, in increments. That way you're buying at all different segments and you're not just going into one position as you're going to continue to scale in a position. Tiffany's is, is in that ratio. It's safety. Um, their beta uh, actually is a little high, almost almost around two, but all their fundamentals and their financials checked out. So that one's third in the road. And right now, since uh, we looked at them, the one thing that they were concentrating on, which we did see a catalyst is they're really concentrating on growing their customer relationship management system as well as reaching out to their customers. They've got seasonal jewelry coming into shop, and they're trying to reach new customers by different price points. So they do have some catalysts to not only get new customers, but also expand into existing customers as well to get repeat sales as well. Going from Tiffany's is number two, as far as our top recommendations, is Honeywell. Honeywell we looked at last week. And Honeywell is everything, doing everything right when we talk about what Briggs & Stratton is not doing or doing wrong. They specialize highly around connectivity, the Internet of Things, and their core focus is around four different segments. The main two of is connectivity in the home, so more to getting it into more smart homes. First thing you think about Honeywell is their thermostats and the smart thermostats that they that they deploy, and also in the aerospace, um, which is um, flights and planes, for lack of a better term. So they're making flights uh, smarter, so that way all the thousands of systems that are inside a plane are talking to each other, and as well as relaying concerns or improvement needs to the pilots and air traffic control so that way it keeps you and I safe um, day and night. So those are the two, those are the, I mean, they're when we looked at their financials, their conference call, they actually talked about they've had over 10% growth in their automation efforts and um, the smart home perspective, and I think over 5% in the Navy and the aviation and navigation perspective from planes. So they've got growth catalysts in place. They're in front of the trend. They're not going to get left behind. And it's, it's a very solid state company, I would say. Definitely recommend as far as a scaled-in approach um, from a safety perspective. 
just take a look real quick. Punch in HON into Google Finance. The beta is trading underneath one, and as a reminder, beta is a measure of risk. The median for the market is one, so if you're over one, it's riskier. If you're under one, it's less risky. Honeywell's trading under that. They're increasing their dividend. They're creating their stock buyback. So very safe, good, 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 solid investment over the long term, and just trading a little bit over the market right now, which is understood because they've been outperforming the market at a growth rate of around 30% plus over the last six to eight months, I want to say. Which brings us to our last company to review, and this is Physician Realty Trust, which was our number one recommendation so far of everything we reviewed. And what's interesting is the company, since we first looked at it about two months ago, the company went on about a 20% tear where they were, they were up about 20% in the market. All their financials came through well, their receivables, dividend payoffs, rate, everything like checked across the board. And I would say huge catalyst for growth. It's in the smaller cap, smaller um, as far as a $3 million, $3 billion company. But the reason why I talk about their catalyst is since we reviewed it a couple months ago, they just acquired another 18 medical office buildings. And they also did something else to spur future growth. I mentioned before they were up 20% since we first recommended it. Now they've came back down about 15%. So now is like a great, I would say, great buying opportunity of the company. And the reason why I, the reason why I kind of dug further into why is the company down and why is that signal, has your, has your hypothesis changed? Why did you buy the stock? Is your thesis different? My thesis isn't different. They are, the company is basically... They own the buildings that hospitals and physicians' offices occupy, and then they charge them rent. And they collect a premium, pay out at least 90% of their proceeds to shareholders, and they're small cap. They've only been around, I mean, small, just under, just over small cap, maybe under mid cap. They're just over four years old and have doubled in growth in that short period of time. This company has a lot of room to run. And I want to be there at the ground level before it starts taking off. So one of the other reasons why the company or why the stock price actually came down was they did another public initial offering. And it's a secondary offering. And what do I mean by that? So when a company first raises money, they file for an IPO, initial public offering. And they are selling shares of the company in exchange for funds. And if you bought it and when it first initial public offering at 11 or 12 right now the company was sitting around um, sitting around 18 and a half right now you'd be pretty happy with that gain it's almost 100 percent of your money you you feel good about the prospects and you probably want to keep it going longer so what they did in order to finance some of their debt so that way they are borrowing other people's money which as we know the debt debt rate right now is very low national rates around i want to say three percent and so they did another round of public offering with shares. Now, what this means for existing shareholders, it dilutes the overall shares. It's kind of like if you went to a store and there was only one item left. And you're like, oh my God, I have to have that item. I'll pay up to 100 bucks for it. Well, if the store has 10 of those items and you see less demand, 
you're probably less likely to pay as high a dollar amount. The same thing works with the stocks. So if there are more shares outstanding, it dilutes the overall product, which brings down the overall value of the company. However, that's a short-term viewpoint. You want to look long-term at why they're doing this. They're doing this so they can acquire more properties, gain more revenue, and grow the company at a faster rate by borrowing debt at a, such a low rate. And then by financing that debt with public offering, it's a good balance to strike. So that way their, their debt ratios aren't way too off and the company is healthy when it comes to cash flow and incomes. So that way they continue to grow and continue to look for more doctor's offices to continue that growth. So that's one of the reasons that I'm really excited about this company and why it's the number one recommendation is they have a their whole business model is going through a growth cycle right now. And I, I feel strongly that this could be something where you want to start investing now. You close your eyes 10 years away from now, it's going to be up, you know, could be up two to three hundred percent at the minimum. So that's like what I'm thinking about as far as we looked at from the worst investment up to the top. Still like Physicians Realty Trust. And we're going to continue to kind of look back at our investments to see how we did and macro pictures of anything else we need to take into account. So that's going to finish us up for today's show. Again, we looked back at our previous five stocks that we've looked at this point in time. And as we move forward, we'll continue that strategy to not only hold me accountable, but also help you say, okay, here's a stock I recommended, either didn't recommend or recommended pro or, pro or against, and how do we do? So that way there's a check and balance, and I'm holding myself accountable over the, uh, the air here, okay? So we're going to go ahead and sign off. And again, if you have questions or comments, you want to go ahead and send an email to me. That's uh, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. Or you can go ahead and visit that website at alexrichwagon.com, and that's a G-E-N on the Richwagon. So that's it. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and I'll see you in seven days. Bye. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.